0: Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, September 21st. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone. Hope your week is off to a great start. If you're listening to this later on in the week, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, and then you can get notified when a new episode drops. Before I bring on today's guest, I want to play a little game with you listeners out there for a chance for you to win a prize. That's right. You can win a prize. Who doesn't love prizes? Am I right? All right, here's how to play and what you got to do. Leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Take a screenshot, a picture of it. Send it to me at podcast at And there you go. That's all you got to do. And leave an honest review. It doesn't have to be a puff thing. I'm not searching for all that. I just want you guys to leave a review and play a little game here and, and reward someone uh, for listening because I appreciate all the listening that you guys do and the feedback and the emails you guys send me. I love it all. So that's what we're gonna do. Time to award someone uh, for being a loyal listener here. So again, to play, leave a review, take a picture, email that to podcast at travelpulse.com. I will compile everyone's name, put it in a hat, and draw it, and you will win a prize. I'm not gonna tell you what that prize is just yet, but it's gonna be a good one. Could be cash, could be gift card, could be a pony. I don't it's it's not gonna be a pony. I don't even know how I would ship that to you. But <laughs> all right. Let's bring on today's guest shall we? And now joining me on the show today is Jordan Bradshaw, vice president of Northcut Travel Agency. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Thank you for joining. Uh, Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the travel agency.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to join you. Um, I've been in the travel industry for about three and a half years now. Um, I honestly kind of just fell into the job. I was looking for um, some sort of, you know, work that was customer-centric based. Um, and I found this post on ZipRecruiter for an administrative assistant, um, you know, got hired pretty much the next day after after the interview. And I've uh, been working with Shaylin Northcutt, um ever since, and just kind of learning the ins and outs of the business. Um, my first year, I was just an ad Um, Second year, I started taking on some, you know, more managerial uh, roles, and then this past year, she promoted me to vice president of the company. So now I'm helping run this this small agency, but we got 30 agents, so we're and we're looking to grow some more.
0: Awesome, yeah, that that's exciting times. I mean, becoming a VP, you know, with everything going on in the last year of travel, that's you know, kudos to you, man. That that's awesome.
1: Thank you, appreciate it.
0: Sweet. So uh, there's a ton of news this week, so we're just gonna dive right into what's been trending in the world of travel, and we begin with. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the show last week, but it is continuing to be a theme among the industry at the moment right now. And the talking about the potential of a vaccine mandate for U.S. air travel is still on the table. According to uh, Dr. Fauci, he said, quote, that decision has not been made. So, yeah, no decision yet. But the fact that they're still talking about it, the, the COVID-19 task force that is out there um, has not ruled out. a a domestic vaccine passport for air travel. The uh, Biden administration, though, is is facing pressure to implement one, though. The former Transportation Secretary, Ray LaHood, who ran the department under the Obama administration, is now calling on the Biden administration to put a vaccine mandate for air travelers uh, in the U.S., put one in place. So um, a question to you, Jordan, what do you think, man? Should, Should there be a vaccine mandate to board U.S. air travel?
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, the politics of vaccines go, I don't necessarily want to get into that. But um, at the end of the day, now that the vaccine is widely available, um, it's not something that's necessarily you can't get it if you want it. Um, so if you, you can go get it if you want it. And at this point, it's up to those airlines, those CEOs, those um, you know heads of, you know, um, in the government, if they want to go ahead and mandate something that they think is the best interest of the public health, um, then I think they should go ahead and do that. And if you choose not to get the vaccine then traveling isn't necessarily a right, it's a privilege. Um, And so that's kind of my feelings on it is that if you don't want to get the vaccine, then you're giving up that 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 opportunity to travel if they do mandate vaccines.
0: For sure. What are you hearing from uh, from clients out there in regards to this topic or just vaccines um, and that coming up with their travel in general?
1: Yeah, um, I, I would say about 70 percent of the clientele that we have right now are vaccinated. They you know, they've already got their second shot. They're ready to go travel. About 30 percent is about, uh, you know, is the ones that are not getting the vaccine um, for their own personal reasons, whatever they are, but they're not getting it and they don't intend to get it in the near future. Um, so we're having to work through those you know, different um uh, requirements and things like that, for instance, Turks and Caicos does require the vaccine. So a lot of people are marking that destination off right now. But, um, you know, if it, that's what the government there thinks is right for them, um, then they're still getting, getting the tourism they want to get. For
0: sure. Yeah. And I mentioned this a little bit on the show last week, um, and I'll reiterate it here. Like, I, personally, I don't think that there should be a vaccine mandate. I think that would be very detrimental to the airline businesses and you'd have a lot of people there's just so much logistics in that and i i said it last week and i i think you know it remains the same as long as they're going to keep talking about this i think they should at least put on the table and they need to mention that of 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 testing beforehand and making that more of a requirement than just straight to the vaccines but it it is kind of a you know it's it's a polarizing topic and it's interesting to to get varying opinions on that um i'd love to hear from the listeners out there podcast at travelpulse.com if you have a strong opinion one way or the other on that, I know it's um, not necessarily fifty-fifty for for um, everyone out there. People are are on the fence about it, and you know there's there's pros and cons to to all of it. Um, what they decide to do, you know, it I think it'll take some time um, before we ever get any answer on that. It could be wrong there, obviously, but the way things have shaken out over this last just uh, year and a half here, with how long they took to get the federal mask mandate in place and stuff, I, I think it'll. Uh, be some time before they implement that in, which could be, you know, as it gets close to when they decide to um, reopen uh, to allow um, international travelers to come in, which kind of segues us into the next talking point of what has been trending in the last week is the U.S. finally set a reopen date for allowing uh, Europeans and U.K. travelers to enter. You'll have to be vaccinated to come in. Um, That won't be uh, um, able to do so until November, though which is uh, pretty interesting. It was definitely welcome news by many in the industry, including the WTTC, ASTA, CLIA, USA Travel Association. Everyone was commenting on it after the news dropped on Monday. It was a very welcome news for the industry, but it's, it's kind of a long overdue um, in, in my, my take. What, what do you think, Jordan? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the, the European countries have been pretty welcoming, you know, as far as letting U.S. travelers, obviously they have the restrictions and they want to make sure that we're doing it safely. But um, they've been pretty welcoming and, and most countries, honestly, in the world at this point um, are pretty welcoming U.S. travelers, obviously, because they know that it's a huge market and, and you don't want to take that away. But um, it's definitely great to see that we're now reciprocating and we're starting to open back up to the to those other travelers.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I, I was glad to see that they finally said something in day. I, I was a little surprised that it was all the way until November, but again, that kind of goes back to what I had just said previously about these, you know, things take time and, um, they, they extend it further than, you know, maybe people would want, but, or definitely longer than people would expect. So, um, and speaking of extending things, uh, the Mexico Canada land border was extended through October 21st now, which, uh, was kind of mind boggling to me again there. I, I don't, understand that when you know uh, canada is letting us in through the through the land border there but we're we're still pushing it off and not letting them in but uh that's yeah it's certainly interesting on that but Yeah. And with with Europe, though, you know, it's interesting. Maybe we can get that relationship a bit mended a little bit better because I know things have been tight and there's been tensions. And, you know, that's kind of a little bit of a reason that the EU kind of removed um, the U.S. from the safe travel list Uh, that and obviously the rise of the Delta variant and the covid cases is more so than the other. But, you know, there there was a bit of that. Um, But, you know, with Europe right now, the air travel prices are dropping Uh, For now, for now. So um, with that happening, are you seeing a lot of uh, European travel interest from clients from you or is it still more, you know, Mexico, Caribbean and, and U.S. tourism?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, we are seeing probably one to two requests per day right now, um, to go over to Europe, whether it be Italy, Greece, Croatia, Spain, Portugal, those are definitely hot spots right now for people wanting to travel. Um, and it's actually funny, you know, you mentioned the the airfare pricing this summer, it was actually costing less to fly over to Europe than it was to Cancun from Houston. And (laughs) you know, that two and a half hour nonstop flight, but no, you can fly all the way across the ocean and um, It was crazy to think that, you know, you can fly yeah. to Europe for cheaper than to go to Mexico because that used to be everyone's, you know, oh, I'm just going to run over there for $200. Um, so we're definitely seeing a lot of interest in European travel and uh, definitely a lot of interest in people wanting to book with travel agents for European travel because of all the travel restrictions that you have to wade through. And, you know, they can change in a snap. Um, things can change. So we're, we're seeing a lot of people lean on travel agencies right now. And, and that's great for our industry because we're here to help.
0: Absolutely, that is the way to go. If you don't have a travel advisor, look into getting one. Travelsense.org. You can Google that, and, and um, that's affiliated with ASTA, and you can look for a one in your area and find a trusted travel advisor. So definitely, always recommending using a travel advisor. And, and we are seeing more that I hear that so much from from regular from from advisors like yourself, from industry uh, people as well too. That you know they're they're reaching out to to advisors to to kind of help. Uh, like you said, with, with EU especially, you know, the paperwork that you have to do. I had to do so much paperwork before I went over there last month. And, you know, it just if you're not, you know, into the travel scene so much every single day, then, you know, it can be a bit overwhelming. So having someone on your side there to kind of help guide you and all that. And that's, that's fascinating what you said about the, you know, the summer and uh, travel from Houston to to the uh, Europe over there being cheaper than Cancun. But I mean, you know, Mexico has been booming. So it's not a surprise that, you know, their prices might be a little bit higher right now than, than Europe. And and with Europe too, there's, there's so many places that are, that are open. Like I don't want, I know the EU dropped the U.S. from the travel safe list, but you can still go to Europe. It, if, it's easier if you're vaccinated, much easier if you're vaccinated, especially with a number of countries outright banning uh, unvaccinated travelers right now, but it's, it's doable Have an advisor to help guide you throughout the entire process makes it a lot easier, obviously, but, you know, it's definitely doable and it's something that people should still consider about as they look for, you know, last minute fall travel, something for the winter or on into 2022 before, you know, uh, prices really skyrocket next year, next summer, when hopefully all of this COVID stuff is is fully behind (laughs) us, you know?
1: I feel like I feel like we keep saying that it's it's going to it's going to end soon you know six months it'll yeah. be back in our rear view and it just keeps hanging around
0: right yeah we did think that you know this summer I mean this summer started off pretty strong and yeah. and numbers wise and we, we kind of thought that we'd be nearing nearing the end of it and then you know the delta variant kind of uh, caused a ripple and and a lot of plans and and everything but you know we're We're going to get through it. You know, you have to see that the end of this is coming. And speaking of a full recovery and everything that segues into the next segment of what has been trending, Um, we get into some talk about bookings and the United CEO expects a full travel recovery in January in, which is a little bit surprising to me, but you know um, it was interesting comments from him for sure. Uh, Elsewhere in the booking side of things, the U.S. travel agency air ticket sales have been experienced a 328% year-over-year increase in air ticket sales uh, from August 2021. So obviously, you know, not a whole, not a whole lot of people are traveling, <laughs> 2020. So I mean, that number is massive. When but when you know the context of it all, it's not it's not as crazy, I guess. But it's still, awesome to see that that that's what was there. But you have to take a look at recent stuff and you see that airline bookings were down in August compared to July and they're down early for September. But I think that was a pretty much expected. Um, If you're really up in the travel scene and and everything, you kind of knew that, all right, summer's dying down a little bit. And then that kind of happens every year, even pre pandemic years too. It just kind of depends, you know, uh, where which specific destination summer might be trembling, uh, trending more than others. But you know, that's that's where it's at. But it's not all doom and gloom out there as vacation bookings for the winter holiday travel period are on the rise. So my question to you, Jordan, is how are bookings looking for you? And what did you think of United CEO's prediction for a full recovery in uh, by January of 2022?
1: Yeah, I mean, January, I mean, it definitely sounds like an aggressive, you know, full recovery. Um, But seeing the numbers trend right now, I I would not be surprised at all. I mean, um, for our company this past summer, uh, we were booming. We were doing better than we've done in 2019. uh, Well, over 60%. So the numbers that we're seeing um, are are insane. Um, But I also think that also plays into, like we talked about earlier, people are relying on uh, travel advisors a lot more now. So that's why our numbers are so up. We're getting some of that business that maybe was booking direct before. Um, but we also saw that lull, um, you know, in August with the kids going back to school, people not traveling as much. We definitely saw that downtime and it kind of bled over into September. Um, but you know, as of today, we are, September is back. Um, our agency is doing great numbers and, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to the future and, and we think that the travel industry is going to come back with a vengeance.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love to hear the, the positive side of that, that, you know, things are looking good in in some aspects as, you know, as good as things can be given everything that's going on so much right now, you know, and I hope that my travel advisor listeners out there, the same can be said for you. I'd love to know how things are going for you. You drop me an email, you know, at podcast at travelpulse.com. But yeah, with the United thing, he he did say, uh, Scott Kirby, the CEO said, he said, let's hope that's the case that we, you know, uh, it appears we've peaked in cases. Let's hope that's the case. Let's hope that as we continue to get more people vaccinated, we can really get back to normal across the country. But the demand for recovery has really probably been pushed back to January. So he's setting his sights into 2022 already. And, you know, I do wonder, you know, how much of a boost things will get in the industry wise for the time, and which is typically a very big time for travel. Everyone, you know, in the cold, they want to escape to the north or to the to the south for warmer weather. And some people in the south maybe want to go on their ski trips or snowboarding and things like that. And some people want to go you know, tropical time all the time. And that's all they do. And other people maybe want to venture out to Europe, you know, there's Christmas markets, there's so much to do, but you know, a lot of those hotels and stuff are really booking up for the holiday time period. So people, if you're, if you're interested in winter travel and and, uh, holiday times, you really need to get on your booking stuff ASAP.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're looking at ski trips in in December over that Christmas time and things are already booking up. So definitely want to get those things booked uh, sooner than later.
0: For sure. Are you seeing anything jumping out as far as winter and holiday time as being like, like the spot or, or the spots? I guess I should say is multiple.
1: Um, I definitely think that winter is down um, from 2019 as of right now. I think people are still kind of waiting to see um, how things play out. I think some people are still skeptical. Um, So as of now, I do think it's down. But the thing is that, you know, things are booking up quick and you know, some places have that lower capacity to be able to handle things. So that's why they're booking up quicker. Um, So uh, hot spots. We've definitely seen a lot of Colorado, um, you know, from people in Houston, they want to escape out to the winter and get their, Ski trips and and show the kids the snow. So we're seeing a lot of Colorado ski trips for for this winter.
0: Good deal. Yeah, I, I would love to get out to Colorado <laughs> again. i've Been to Denver before, but yeah, want to do a ski stuff there. So yeah, so much stuff on the bucket list these days, you know. Right, for sure. So moving over to cruise news. News wise, Crystal Cruises has extended their vaccine requirement through 2022, which makes me wonder if other cruise lines will do the same thing. Because as we saw, in, you know, through 2020. Anything cruise wise, if one if one line did it, then the others usually followed suit. So Crystal's uh, kind of first jumping out there with with 2022 on extending the vaccine requirements. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the industry. Um, over that. So are, are you big into cruising? Um, are you so, I guess sell so a good bit? I mean, I know with, with um, Texas and everything, you've got the Port of Galveston right there and stuff. So. Yeah,
1: we, we definitely are, are big into cruising. We have some agents that, you know, they only do cruising uh, and that's that's their bread and butter. Uh, we actually, myself and um, about five of our different a- agents and our owner got to take part in the Royal Caribbean's um, simulation cruise out of Galveston uh, when they when they did that on the Independence of the Seas. And that was a very cool experience, um, so, you know, just to be testing out their protocols and I definitely felt safety the, uh, the entire time. Um, we had no issues with anyone uh, getting COVID infected or anything like that. So, you know, obviously we had to uh, be vaccinated. Everyone's vaccinated on the ship. And they also had some, I think, four members of the CDC on there. Um, and it was actually, it was pretty crazy because they were doing a, lim- a limited capacity. So it felt like the whole ship was like to ourselves. You, you know, you'd walk down on the promenade at 830 and there would be three people there. Um, so that was actually a really cool experience.
0: Oh, that is pretty unique. Yeah, it's had to be very different, but still fun to at least get an experience and be able to talk to your clients about what to expect of those that do want to go uh, continue to cruise. Now, yeah. yeah. And speaking of Royal Caribbean, the world's largest cruise ship is uh, in there. They've, I think, had so many of these, like it's just part of the new class <laughs> that they keep just jumping out or whatever. So Royal Caribbean's Wonder of the Seas uh, will begin its inaugural season from Fort Lauderdale on March 4th, 2022. And we'll sail around the uh, Caribbean before heading to Europe in May of 2022. So the Oasis-class ship will be the largest in the world. And um, it's going to have some of the same features that is part of the Oasis-class ship, if, um, if listeners out there are familiar with that. But um, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. I mean, what's your thoughts on these mega cruise ships? Is, is there such a thing as too big for cruise ships?
1: I mean, I'm from Texas, so bigger is always, <laughs> always better here. <laughs> Um, No, I mean, I I personally don't see any issues with large cruises. I love them. I I want the bigger. I want all the activities. Um, I think the biggest drawback could be that maybe there's too many people for, you know, the activities, the staff, but as long as they keep that staff and activities and, you know, dining ratio um, at a good level, I'm always about meeting more people, doing more things. And uh, personally, myself, I sometimes get a little seasick. So the bigger the ship, the better, because it's kind of, you know, handling those waves a little bit better so those smaller ships I'm, I'm not about but those boutique cruisers i mean if you're a boutique cruiser you obviously don't want that mega ship you don't want that large you know city on sea type feeling
0: for sure yeah these big cruise ships are uh, destinations unto themselves even some of the smaller ones you, you can just kind of stay on the ship all day long and uh depending on what you like to do as far as activities and everything but especially with those mega ships and you know, there's so much to see and do through all hours of the day really too so It all depends on your preference for sure, but myself, I absolutely love them as well. I think the massive ones are awesome. They can be a little easy to get lost in, so you make sure you got to have your map and um, make sure you have an app too. A lot of the cruise lines have great apps that can help you. Uh, if you do get, I'm I'm terrible at sense of direction and stuff. So like my wife makes fun of me all the time for this stuff. But um, so yeah, I'm I'm always looking at my map and you know there's outlines of the map of the ship stuff like by the elevators and everything. And I'm like, are you are here? Sign is where? Okay, here I am. And yeah, so that that's me. But I still love that there's so much to do and see and all the activities that, like, I might get off the ship for a little bit and just head back to the ship and because there's so much to do. And the food is always – I don't want to say always, but the food is p- pretty good for the most part on the majority of these, these cruise ships. So I think yeah. always might be a little yeah. bit too uh, – don't want to speak in absolutes <laughs> too much for that. But, um, yeah, so that, that's interesting. If, if you're a cruise fan out there and you want to be on – say that you've been on the world's largest cruise ship – Um, the wonder of the seas that's sailing March 20, uh, March 4th, 2022 out of Fort Lauderdale first and heading around the Caribbean. So if you are a fan of the Caribbean, make sure you check out complete Caribbean podcast. It's a new podcast on travel pulse. So be sure to check that out. New episodes dropping later this week. So, all right, man. So to wrap up here on the trending and everything this past week, a little bit of fun stuff, trying to close out the show, a little bit of fun things. Um, Tourism Ireland partnered with Notre Dame athletics this past week. Uh, which is pretty interesting. Obviously, Notre Dame is the Fighting Irish, so it just kind of makes sense there. They've played a couple games in Dublin, Ireland before. They're going to continue to do this. Uh, I'm not sure how big of a sports fan you are out there, but um, if you are, you know, what is another college or sports team you think should or could partner with uh, another tourism destination out there, Just uh, just for some hypothetical fun stuff?
1: Yeah, th- this is actually a really fun one for me because I love sports. Um, I just I, across the board. So when you sent me that question, I was like, okay, let me try to just rack my brain for something. I don't want to like Google. I want to rack my brain for, uh, and I did come up with one, and then I, I googled later. But the one I came up with is the uh, the Minnesota Vikings should definitely, you know, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, one of those one of those countries okay. should definitely partner up with them, um, yeah. you know, because of the history there or Viking cruise one, yeah. Yeah, and then when I, when I Googled, I was like, I want one more one, fun one, though, um, and it came from college, and the, the Michigan State Spartans could get with the Tourism Board of Greece and, uh, you know, do something there, because I think that would be fun. Did, did you have any other fun ones? That was cool, yeah. So
0: those are, I'm glad that those are completely different from the, the stuff that I thought of. My first thought was USC Trojans, or mm-hmm. Troy Trojans, and with, you know, the Trojan horse and the Tro- Trojan stuff, they could partner with, it'd have to be Turkey, uh, because, that's where ancient Troy is located um, on the coast of, of Turkey. There, obviously, I thought Greece initially, but it's like, well, that probably wouldn't be all that great of a thing because Greece was kind of take over Turkey and you know the whole <laughs> war and stuff or whatever. So, so yeah, USC or or Troy out of uh, Troy, Alabama, uh, Troy Trojans might make a little more sense because it is uh, Troy and Troy. A little bit of a uh, fun history stuff there. Um, and then the other college one I thought of, um, I did think of Vikings, but I was like, I'm gonna stick with college on mine just in case he goes outside of. Um, sure. college sports but college football is like my my love of sports before i was in travel uh, I, I was a college football editor for bleacher report and helped run their college football team so college is like my my favorite uh sport of all time and forever will be so the other one i thought of and this is a bit of a stretch i mean it's more on the fun side of things but it's the ucf knights and yeah. um so central florida uh for those who don't know they are based in orlando they could partner with the uk tourism uh, for a spin on like Knights of the Round Table, uh, plus, you know, <laughs> so many uh, so many people in the u k. love traveling to Orlando. I feel like any time pre-pandemic, obviously, Any time I went to Orlando, uh, I grew up going there every summer, my parents had a timeshare. and there were always people from the u k. At our timeshare place that would stay at, or we'd run into people at di- different theme parks that were from England. Um, so, I, I think that could be just a, just a fun one. And I'm imagining all the, like promos of nights and stuff would, would be pretty cool there. So, I like it. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, if uh, you have one that um, you want to drop a line, podcast at travelpulse.com, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. And have some fun. Uh, just talking sports and travel and uh, there's so much of sports and travel this time of year with with football coming back and everything. Uh, They did have a completely different random one um, and this is for like the hardcore fans out there who know college football a little bit. Um, Stanford they have a mascot that is a tree so (laughs) I feel like they got a part it's not even a travel thing they just got to partner up with the World Wildlife Fund it just makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah, You know (laughs) eco-friendly and promote all that stuff and everything so (laughs) <laughs> All right. Bro. Awesome. So that wraps up what is trending in travel and this week's show. So thank you again, Jordan, so much for joining. Uh, that was like 20, a little over 20 minutes just flies by. Love talking travel, man. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see uh, what future has for, for travel. Absolutely, man. Tell our listeners
0: how they can get in touch with you, follow you on the socials, email you, whatever.
1: Yeah, you can uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, JB three on the mic. And that's also my TikTok where I do uh, travel tip Tuesdays. So I'm a vocalist and I sing, you know, a cover of a song, but I, I throw a travel tip in there. And uh, so I'm, I'm doing those. I just started two weeks ago. So uh, okay. I'm okay. trying to get those done. Um, and you can email me anytime. Jordan at travelnta.com. I'm happy to help out and I'm happy to make connections.
0: Awesome. Well, I won't put you on the spot and have you sing right now. But next time you're on the show, you're going to have to sing a song so I got you. I'll come up with a travel tip just for the podcast. <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. Thank you so much, Jordan. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks again to Jordan for jumping on the show and talking all things travel today. Really appreciated that. Had a great time. Always having a great time on this show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you'd like to be on the show sometime, drop me an email. You know it. I have said it a bunch. Let me know what you're all about, what you specialize in, what your niche is or whatever. And uh, we can try to fit you into the schedule. October's a little dicey here. Got some trips coming up and got some people already scheduled up. But, you know, looking ahead to the future. A lot of fun stuff on the dock as well. So, yeah, hit me up. I love to hear from you people out there. Again, and don't forget, leave a review, send a picture to me at the email, and you could win a prize. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week.